5: On today's episode of Don't Blame Me, we have Jarrett Sleeper, and we talk about a girl who's going to college and is feeling a little uneasy with the fact that her new roommate has suddenly befriended all of her high school friends and is trying to, like, get lunch alone with her boyfriend. Is it weird? I think it's weird. Kind of reminds me of that movie, The Roommate, Leighton Meester. Good film. And we also talk about um, a girl and a guy who are friends. And the guy just suggested maybe they should lose their virginities to each other. Is it a good idea talk about the concept of virginity? Um, and, yeah, should, should you, quote, unquote, get it over with, with your best friend? Or should you get under your best friend? Hey, <laughs> Hey, keep listening. Okay everybody. You
0: can have a mug.
1: I was gonna clap my hands. Oh you don't and need I to I was clap. like, I can't. I <laughs> Yeah, you don't right. need to. <gasps> I tried to put a button up shirt on to look vaguely like human and then it was just I'm too sweating. hot. I'm too hot. hot.
5: I have to a t shirt during this.
1: Plus, I did that thing where you rush out of the house really fast after showering, and then you have your own cloud of sweat <laughs> that like, just doesn't leave. Yeah. You bring humidity with you.
5: Anyway. I love it. It'll be good for my hair.
1: Yeah.
5: Uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Don't Blame Me. If you are watching, you can see our guest in his mm-hmm. fanny pack. You're on trend, by the way.
1: Uh, I like to think that I was like really on the Ahead forefront of, of this trend and helping keep it go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love the fanny pack. Oh I'm like God.
5: this is Jarrett by the way guys. i do it. You guys, if, if you've seen another, were you didn't nope, with, you know video? Audio.
1: You'll never have seen me. Then
5: you'll maybe you recognize his voice from a previous episode because you've been on before. We got Sposs. a repeat guest.
1: Thank you for. It. I'm really. Ooh. I'm very honored. Does it happen a lot?
5: Uh, you, Lily, Acelin's but on. Yeah, a lot.
1: I feel like that's a that's a that's good. I
5: actually think that it's might an only. Group might be it. yeah it might be it. You're all, Hell yeah. Yeah, you're in the the three.
1: Sick. It was really fun. I love, like, I love time. the people who ask questions on this like, ask real juicy questions like oh, real juicy get ready situations. everyone's
5: lives have gotten they've gone down the drain <sighs> are we
1: revisiting any of those people oh no, no. Oh, I don't think so because no. I like didn't you know research again so <laughs> no
0: like... but people are more comfortable now so
5: yeah they, they tell yeah. us everything they tell us when they hook up with married guys <laughs> mm-hmm. they nice. tell us when their boyfriends have children with women that weren't them I think
1: like that is also part of like a larger I was thinking about this because I was I was vaguely thinking oh yeah I'm gonna go to that show tomorrow and I was thinking about, like what kind of stuff do we talk about and I was thinking, like, I'm getting real weird. I've Like, all the social mores and things we're supposed to feel shame about that are kids. I realized, like, I don't even think about them anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you know, how, like, weed is illegal in some states still. And, yeah. Like, people can get arrested it's hard for to it.
5: to wrap my head around. Isn't it
1: weird to think, like, some people still think that's, like, a drug? Yeah. <laughs> yeah I know. And that like, I don't even think real drugs are, like, drugs.
5: I made that comment the, literally today.
1: Well, I was like
5: someone um, where we were talking about the different kinds of addicts, and then I made some comment. I was like, "Well, this person was addicted to this and this, but those aren't real drugs." And they're like, "That's that's still a real drug." And I was like, <laughs> "I saw like, oh. a, like
1: a meme the other day that was like one like something you realize when you grow up is like everybody does cocaine and it's not that good."
5: <laughs> oh god! <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, I'm well, so scared of cocaine."
1: I we've ta- do we talk about this last time? Probably. I tried cocaine like um, for, like a long time ago, and. Loved it like so much that I was like, I better never. It made me feel normal. And now that's that I, what I've since heard, I learned yeah, about ADHD, pff, yeah. there you go.
5: Yeah, no, dopamine
1: I, broken dopamine receptors. Yeah,
5: too scared. Too yeah. too fucking scared. Good, don't do it. Never. It's I don't. Bad. I got it's not a, worth it. I got a new nose. I'm not gonna shove shit up there. Yeah, exactly. There you go. <laughs> I'm not fucking doing that. <gasps> that delightful laugh. Good segue. That's not your new one. Are you gonna start just I'm fake just gonna laughing? Laugh. <laughs> you just get a
1: soundboard of yeah. it.
5: Just,
0: yeah. And guys, then I don't
1: actually but have, don't have to laugh. You just sit over and be like, oh, I should laugh at that. No, me. your
5: yeah. mouth just doesn't match mm-hmm. it at all. And you just see a closed mouth laughing. <laughs> okay. That's Melissa. Hello. And you're in pink. Are you going to sweat? Are you... No, I'm good. I don't
0: sweat. Numbers only. I like, glisten.
5: Okay, there you go. I was like, <laughs> we work out
0: together. Don't tell me nice. you don't
5: fucking sweat. Yeah.
1: Some people are like that. It's like no. weird. They like dark glands. I like,
5: used to not sweat that much. Nice. And then I started working out. And then I was like, oh no, I can sweat. I like, yeah. sweat for
1: re- Yeah. Once yeah. you like, really do it. Yeah. Normal. Yeah. I sweat some.
5: Okay, guys. Um, this is a podcast. This is Don't Blame Me. It's an advice podcast. If you guys are new here, um, you guys call in to the phone number 310 310-694-0976. Or you're international and you're cool and you're not under Trump's administration, and you emailed us an audio file at meganpodcastgmail.com. At and we're going to play those voicemails and we're going to give you guys some advice on your lives. Shall we
6: go on? Yeah, let's do it? some
1: advice stuff. Let's get in it. I don't think I did. Hi, I'm
6: so- Megan. I'm 19. I'm going into my, I'm into my first apartment after moving home after only a few months in the dorms. I started dealing with anxiety and depression, but now feel like I have overcome it pretty well. Knowing that movement is approaching is making me pretty nervous that what happened last year will repeat. I'm going to be living with one of my good friends who I met last year and who also lived at home and commuted. She's been really great, except for recently. This summer, I invited her to hang out with my friends from high school a few times, and she got pretty close to them really fast. I'm glad that they can all get along, but I've gotten to the point of them hanging out individually without me and her wanting to go to lunch with my boyfriend to get to know him better. She's the nicest person, and I know she doesn't have bad intentions, but I just want her to focus on more of her life than mine. It seems like when we hang out alone, all she wants to talk about is them, which isn't very fun. How should i go about addressing this with her before i move in i just want the best fear possible and to go into it with a clear mind why are we living with this girl
5: do we have to
1: yeah this is I hard this one's hard from the
5: this is like lack of context the lead meester movie i knew you were thinking about that we keep re- which one the one r- roommate roommate where she just like tries to become her roommate
1: isn't that isn't that like single white female? It is like yeah. single white female. Yeah. But they
5: just keep making remakes. Sure.
1: Well, I, I don't even think that's that weird, you know? I think we all like share the same basic like tropey Jungian dreams. Like Joseph Campbell, like the monomyth. But now like single mm. white The person who becomes you, your doppelganger and takes over your life. I think that's like an ancient fear. Yeah. Which, you know, seems to be expressing itself in this woman's <laughs> life. You
5: yeah.
1: Know? Uh. Well, okay. She started by saying she had anxiety and depression stuff last year. Yeah. Which I feel, and that had to do with moving... Bef- From the for?
0: door, I think was that.
1: Was it because she she was,
0: it was just hard for her to overcome, and now so that was her trying, freshman year, right? Yeah, and now she's so trying yeah. To. Okay, so
1: give me some context of like so she was
5: a commuter freshman year, mm-hmm. right? So she's commuter it. freshman year, which I totally understand that being a huge source of feeling not involved in the community of college, yeah. especially, and then her still having those same kind of fears, but now she like has her friend group. She's at her high school friend group, and then she has made a friend at college has her boyfriend and Mm -hmm. now she's moving into an apartment there. So I think I would think that a lot of the anxiety and fears and stuff comes from feeling like she's a year behind of like the social. Sure. And also
1: I think that's just the fact that someone that she led with that See, I feel like whenever I listen to these, I'm like always decoding like Like, the you know, all Mm -hmm. the like subconscious things to try to create more context for myself. Mm -hmm. So she's like worried, she doesn't feel like super solid. Like she's a little bit has anxiety about going to this thing. So that's fair. So it's like, why would you want anything in your life that would make that freakier? Mm -hmm. Right. And she wants
0: to have a good year.
1: And there's something about there's something that it sounds like whether or not this woman has the best intentions or not, her the the roommate, the potential roommate, it sounds a little bit on the surface like humans doing what humans do where they recreate their own trauma over and over they they create an impediment for themselves so that they can like if i'm afraid that i'm going to have an anxious depressed tough time i'm going to create a circumstance in which that's definitely going to happen Mm -hmm. you know what i mean
5: yeah i think that what i would say i don't know if there's a way i'll give two sets of advice i think my if you Cannot live with her. I would, that would be my first advice. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't think that they're, I don't, either she's not, maybe she's not malicious, maybe she's just a little. so she, you've kind of done the brunt work of like making friends with your high school friends and all right. this kind of stuff that she's kind of like, I'm sure she also having been a commuter had the same sort of feelings as you. And so it's kind of like, oh, wow, cool. I can have that sense of community through my roommate. So I don't even know if she's doing it right. in a mean way. See, that's,
1: that's what my thing is like it's either one of two things. It's either one of these people is off and either she's sensitive. Cause I have a friend, I think like at least one friend in particular I'm thinking of right now who I've only known him for like a couple years, but like folded into my friend group, like mm-hmm. of old friends, like it just felt so natural and it was so right. And it's like, we've all been meant to be pals together. Yeah. And there was never a feeling of like, why is this person taking my life or yeah. weird. It was just like, Oh great. This is all meant to be. But if you are feeling that way, like I trust that. Yeah. I think you have to trust that. I think it's, you gotta just, if you do your inventory and go like, well, am I just being anxious? Is it just anxiety and depression? And mm-hmm. actually like, I don't need to be so worried. Like my boyfriend loves me. Is it going to cheat on me? My friends love me and aren't going to like think they like this person better Yeah. Then, then maybe it is just your anxiety talking. And that's totally possible. But if you have like any kind of alarm bell about a yeah. person and they're young too, when you're that young, that, kind of person is more likely to potentially be in your life who's also insecure and yeah
5: does that i think it's just if you i would just trust your gut like if you feel off about it and you feel weird like my home friends will text my work my friends like from LA, like ever I've made my friends like everyone really gets along. And I don't feel any weirdness at all. Mm-hmm. If like Lily's like, oh my God, yeah, I was texting Sydney the other day. But if I felt weirdness, that would be an issue. Like it would be an issue, not right. necessarily like, oh, you can feel insecure about certain things, but like also like trying to hang out with your boyfriend one-on-one and all of that stuff. It's just it's causing you stress with the situations, and you also just don't want to be put in a position where your new college life is then potentially affecting like the home life. That's totally separate from college. And so I, I would, yeah, maybe even if you talk to your friends too, and that can ease a little bit of it and then being like, Oh no, like, yeah, she's nice. But like, maybe she's, she texts a lot of the time. Like it's a little odd and you can just hear that from them. Mm -hmm. Then maybe you can just, if you have to live with this girl, just kind of be like, okay, cool. Well, they don't, Oh, my nipple fell out of this. Oh, okay. Um, maybe like now that I know that I'm, that they're not also actively, she feels like she's trying, you feel like she's trying to replace you. And if they're not going along with it and they're kind of like, oh no, we see that and we're not like super into it. Maybe that can like ease your anxieties. And then if you live together, know that she'll probably end up making her own friends from classes and all that kind of stuff. But otherwise I would say, maybe if there's a way to not live together, but you could also talk, like just be honest with her. I just think that it's, I don't know. I just don't think she's doing it from a mean position. Like, I think she just probably feels. Yeah, I just think she probably feels super anxious and nervous about the same thing and just feels like the, like, yeah, that she's like, oh, cool. I can have, I've built in friends already. Like a Mm -hmm. homeschool
1: kid. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Getting too excited about, like, now I can have, like, normal social life. Yeah. I think, like, like you were saying, the communication thing too. Just, just, Honesty, honesty. Everyone says it over and over, but like the older you get, the more you learn. Everything you learn in kindergarten is just true about all of your life. Just telling the truth, being honest. Yeah. If something's like always on your mind, just talking to the person yeah. or other people involved is like the best thing to do. Yeah.
5: Well, um, good luck in college. It'll be great. And um, yeah, keep
3: us updated and let us know what happens. You'll be good. You'll be fine. So I'm 18 years old and I'm a virgin. Yeah, just throwing that out there Um, now it's not that I want to be a virgin I guess it's just kind of like a thing that I've never been able to get out of the way I guess I've not had the opportunity yet to lose it Um, now one of my best friends is also a virgin and he came up with the idea that we should lose our virginities to each other Uh, and I just don't really know how I feel about this, I guess. Um, I mean, there's of course the concern of how will this affect our friendship? I mean, he recently also moved away, so we've not been able to hang out as much as we'd like to. Um, and yeah, uh, he don't seem to be concerned about this. He says that if anything happens we'd be able to work through it because we're such good friends uh he also says that this is completely my choice of course that if we i don't want to do it we won't um and i mean i kind of like the idea uh that losing my virginity will be with someone that i know and trust so i like that part of his idea um but It's also kind of the fact that I'm, I don't know, concerned or afraid of losing my virginity, I guess. It's, I mean, it's this unknown thing that I've never done or tried before. And I've heard all these stories from my friends and yeah, I don't know. I'm just kind of afraid of the whole thing. Um... So, yeah, please help.
5: For video listeners, I just want people to know that while I was drinking my water, there's something in my water that got into my mouth and then I spit it all the way back and then I stared at it for a little bit. So just know that's what happened if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is either. And I tried to figure it out. Just if you saw that. Um, hmm, hmm, yeah.
1: Hmm. I actually like your... Incredible outburst of laughter at her admission to be a virgin. Okay. Aside, well, I do think it just she was started, very,
5: I'm 19. I'm a virgin. <laughs> like it was just so not what I expected. Was you 19 or 18? Yeah. 18. But she it was not so what I expected. The second uh, line. Yeah, to do.
1: it just sounded so honest. By and she's very like. You're at least you're thinking about this like in really like honest yeah terms. That you don't sound. She doesn't sound like pr- under pressure. Like there was a, a moment in the story where I was like, mm, this is sounding a little weird. But mm-hmm. then I don't know. It's Just making sure you're not doing anything out of like pressure like she really does seem to be like reflecting on it a lot
5: yes which is correct um i think it is i just i think i have been one to say i don't put a lot of like weight in the term virginity Mm -hmm. um especially being friends with a lot of people who identify as queer where they're like well i wouldn't say like the first time i had sex with a girl was like losing my virginity because like then I realized like right. years later that like I wasn't into it's just and also this the idea that it's like penis vaginas of virginity yes. and that's like I yes. it's just and you get to decide whenever you want like it, I agree you can start over if you're like you know I'm virgin now like this it's just such a it doesn't yeah i don't know it doesn't the, include I, the term doesn't include enough people for it to mean someone
1: something. i follow on instagram who does like some sex positive kind of like programming for i think for super deluxe and stuff their instagram name is thongria i don't know but mm. it's very thoughtful interesting stuff but um she said one time she said one of her things recently and i was like this i think should be the new definition like what if like losing your virginity just meant like the first time you had like an orgasm or or like or even like had sexual like feelings by yourself, like with yourself even. yeah And like, if we redefined like our idea of like a a new world of like being a sexual being as like that, like, you know, not about like, like you said, this very like heteronormative like penis and vagina. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Or, or even like your hymen breaking or something like that. Gymnastics,
5: ride a bike. Exactly. (laughs) Uh,
1: So I think I agree with you. I don't think like, um... I think the weird, like, old cultural values of, like, your virginity yeah. is really gross and weird.
5: It's well, it's, it's just a lot of, like, putting a lot of power of something that's your body that you're supposed to, like, shield from people for all this time right. and, like, not dress sexy to not have tempt men. Right. But then suddenly, like, gross. when you have sex, it's, like, somebody... It's It's somebody else. Yeah, it's taking something from you, as opposed to something that you've been protecting for Mm -hmm. all this time. Like, be afraid. Yeah,
1: I think that being said, I think like practically, like being realistic about like what's involved, especially when it's new, is like just just in the medical sense, like that there are. Consequences like pregnancy or STDs to like protect about condoms, and be careful condoms, about condoms, condoms always condoms, 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 so many condoms. Uh, just one, actually. Just, if you don't. use more just one at a time. If you use more than one at a time, it's, they, just, they it's yeah, counteractive. It okay. Yeah. So just one. Um but and then also I do think, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm a little bit like spoiled on this topic mm-hmm. because I lost my virginity to a girlfriend that like I deeply, deeply loved each other. And it was just yeah. like a nice thing. We were like teenagers and it was like felt great, you know? Um That being said, I don't think, I think, you know, you create oxytocin bonds. There's, there's like an intimacy. There is like, just like any new intense experience that Mm -hmm. is something that I think it's fine if you want to like put some stock in making that something. Yeah. Uh, The idea of, will it mess up your friendship? I think there's no way it doesn't change your friendship. And it's hard to tell from just the story of yeah. like how honest everybody involved is being. Like if he's long distance now, like still feeling really attached to you, like yeah. that sounds like more than just a friendly thing. Mm. And I don't like the idea of somebody like sneaking in a side door of like, Hey, we're just friends. Why don't we just lose our virginity to each mm-hmm. other when, when like, that's not really true about how you feel. Then again, it could be like a cute rom-com version where you're like afraid to say how you really yeah. feel. And you both actually like each other a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. you know what I mean?
5: Yeah, I think you guys both just have to be really honest with how you feel about each other because I, I I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to lose your virginity to somebody that you love. I don't think there's anything wrong with waiting until right. marriage to lose your virginity. I don't think there's anything wrong to losing your virginity with some guy that, or some guy or some girl or anybody that you meet one night that you want to have sex with and you right. have sex with. Like, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it at all. I think the issue is, is when people feel like shamed into any in Total. or judged by any choice that they're making. So I think if this is something that, you want and this is something that you're like you know what cool i would kind of want to like get this over with but if that's not your mentality and you've never thought about it before and him bringing it up is like completely out of the blue then i don't really think it's something that you want so i think like i mean i have friends who have done this of being like we're just gonna have sex for for the first time with each other and like we're really close it's always going to be a little bit different just because like you've seen each other naked and like, totally. And he, well, you know what's funny about that? Ideas. He's been inside you. you. Too. Well,
1: yeah, I had a, I have a friend, just a, a, a hetero guy friend, mm-hmm. which is a normal, like, you know, platonic relationship. And we like went to the Korean spa together one time. And I was like, oh, well now we're naked friends, I guess. Yeah. And it's just funny. Like, I feel like that you just made me think of that, that I was like, there is a version of like, ah, we make, we make such weird barriers for everything. Yeah. Um, I, I think, the best kind of sex always is just comfortable sex. Mm -hmm. Meaning like you are comfortable with the person, even if it gets like rough and crazy or whatever, it's because you feel comfortable and safe and trustworthy. And so like whatever choice you're going to do, as long as it's from your own volition, that's when you can do things that are scary. That's when you can do things that are like nerve wracking and anxiety inducing is it's just as long as you feel comfortable Mm -hmm. and like safe. And that term feels so loaded, like safe, but I, I don't know an easier way to, describe yeah. it you know no
5: it's it's true i think i think no matter what there's always like a fear of the unknown with anything and i think that not to like make you feel more afraid but i think losing your virginity afterwards it's, you don't have like a brand new sexual confidence. And even when you have sex with like one person, you were with the one person for a couple of years, the next person you date, you're still nervous the first time you sleep with them. So I think- You're
1: nervous the first time you kiss people. Oh my God, Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I
5: don't think that there's anything when you are feeling inexperienced and kind of wanting, if this is something that you've always wanted, again, to like get it over with, which there's nothing wrong with, then yes, go for it. But also if you had a fantasy- of being like a boyfriend or a girlfriend or a guy you really, really, really liked and someone you're really in love with, I don't think you need to give that up. Mm. Like you can, you're allowed to have that fantasy. There's nothing wrong or uh like uh naive about that fantasy like that can totally mm-hmm. exist it's just about what you want
0: mm-hmm. and how comfortable you
5: feel yeah,
1: yeah. It, it's yeah. it's complicated when we enter the realm of like feelings and then trying to put your like frontal cortex in this like weighing pros and cons mm-hmm. thing. Like in relationships with everybody, we can't resist the urge to like put everything into like the the relationship court. Like is a thing right or wrong and arguing if it's right mm-hmm. or wrong.
5: I think if you hadn't thought about this before There's probably a reason why, Mm because it's probably not how you wanted it to happen. And just because like the opportunity, just because the dick falls in your lap doesn't mean you have
0: to take it.
1: I like that. Me too. That's actually guys. (laughs) If any guys listen, they should listen to that too. (laughs) I think there's a lot of masculine, like heteronormative pressure to be like, you're not a real guy. You're not like, this actually fucks you up. I think this is part of like patriarchal, like, Mm -hmm. like predatory male stuff too, is like, I literally had a tape in my head that like a good guy makes women feel good by being attractive and up for fucking all the time. Mm-hmm. Like what a rejection it would be if they ever wanted you and you didn't fuck them back. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like, but you're a guy aren't don't you want to fuck mm-hmm. all the time? And that like me, I did a lot of things I think in my time that I didn't really want to do. Yeah. Like you'd be home with somebody and be like, why am I here? And be like, well, because I'd be a real asshole if this woman wanted to have sex with me and I didn't back. Yeah. And it, can warp into this weird way of like the only way to interact with females in professional capacity is like to be flirty and be like, mm-hmm. Hey, you look great today and stuff yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. Cause you're taught. That's how a, that's how a good heteronormative yeah. man is that like is fucked up. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's like a very important thing. It is. Just cause a dick falls in your lap. Just cause that ass falls in your lap. Yeah. Doesn't Don't mean take it. you have to do something with Plenty it.
5: Plenty of other ones where that came from. <laughs> okay. On
7: to the next one. Also wear a condom. I'm 21 years old, I have ADHD, and I am in my second year of college, and I'm moving out of my parents' house for the first time. Um, Right now, it's literally in the middle of the night, and I'm so frustrated, so I thought I would just give you a call and see what advice you had for me. Um, I'm going to be moving to a new city for college this year, Um, and I'm so nervous about it because like, I feel really uncomfortable with my ADHD um I don't feel like I'm as extroverted as like other people with ADHD I feel like I'm quite like into myself and um like other people don't see me as that they're always like no you're so social you can you can totally do this like blah 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 but I just babble because I'm so like socially anxious and I'm really anxious about making friends because like I've always kind of been in the position where, like, I follow other people or I'm dependent on other people to make friends because I just, like, I can take initiative, but it only works if someone's, like, as bubbly as me or if I click with someone or someone like that. I have a hard time, like, feeling comfortable around people, and I think a big part of my ADHD is, like, I don't know, just being, like, I guess shameful sort of like I bring a lot of shame on myself and I feel like I'm doing things wrong all the time but actually like I can reason around it and be like oh well it's not wrong and blah blah blah. and this might be important I live in Sweden um but um I'm half American so like the way I speak and stuff and like the way I talk is like kind of culturally different from other Swedish people and that kind of makes me anxious too. I think the big issue
5: here is anxiety.
1: It's weird. Um,
5: This sounds like me. Literally sounds like me.
1: Well, okay. One thing I think is really sound, I mean, I'm not fucking medical professional but from reading about, finding out Mm I had ADHD about a year ago and learning about it, reading about it. One thing I read that's really fascinating, I think is really applicable here. Adult ADHD, they said uh, a majority of people who are ultimately diagnosed with this. First, they're misdiagnosed as like depressives. Like I think there's an average of 2.6 times or something mm-hmm. before figuring out it's a different mechanism. And second, they say a lot of them, a lot of adult ADHD, you don't express external hyperactivity. And that what you have is this thing called internal emotional hyperarousal that like your inner life is so fucking crazy. Mm. And it's, and, mm-hmm. I, and I was thinking about this a lot too, like the same way, like, let's say you get a rash.
5: Yeah. Physically. I have a rash right now on my oh, back. So
1: sorry. It's okay. very unpleasant. Mm-hmm. It's okay. That like, there's so many mechanisms that could cause the same symptom. Yeah, Like it could be bacterial or viral. It could mm-hmm. be autoimmune thing. It could be an allergy, mm-hmm. whatever. It could be a bug bite. And I think the same thing is true when we approach mental health stuff. Obviously this sounds like she's diagnosed ADHD. So yeah. they've, they've decided they think that's the mechanism. In which case I think, you know, if that's true, a little bit of appropriate medication can help as yeah. well as like Good habits like mm-hmm. exercising and nutritional stuff. That's what makes such a huge difference. Just mm-hmm. drinking a lot of water, and making sure your body gets to run around pretty regularly and yeah. tired out. That will change your life. And then making lists and getting like mm-hmm. strategies and practice in place. Like da- I do daily uh, morning lists now that are to do lists, and they'll, uh. they'll literally start with like do the dishes or oh, like, shower. Take a shower. It's always mine. Yeah, exactly. Like it's <laughs> really cross helpful. Cross one thing off. Like, cross on- yeah. yeah. it's fun to add. Make a list to the end of the yes. List. Yep. Always. Um. But so first of all, just understanding that just because your dopamine receptors like being weird doesn't manifest the way you think ADHD is supposed to Mm -hmm. actually there's a lot of versions of how that expresses itself. And some of them aren't this external thing. And that can be confusing because, Anxiety symptoms can be very similar to ADHD yeah. ones. Can be very symptom to depressive ones. Mm-hmm. I thought I was bipolar for a while. That's
5: what I was just about to say. My for one of the first psych- psychiatrists I ever went, I got diagnosed with ADHD from a teacher when I was uh, in school, like as in middle school or something. But didn't get medicated, and nothing else happened from that. And then the first time I went to a psychiatrist in or one of the f- yeah the first time I went to a psychiatrist in LA they misdiagnosed me as being bipolar mm-hmm. because it was like, I would, ha- they w- they were like saying that I was having manic episodes because like the way you talk, you're super expressive. Like it's so blah, 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 about all this stuff. Right. But then like you will get super depressed and like you've got, ani- like you're very ang- anxious about all of these things. They're like, you're flipping back and forth, but it was just like my ADHD brain and like my depressive anxiety brain being like right. these things. So I can get really worked. I can be super depressed and get really worked up as opposed to being like super lethargic and not wanting to get out of bed. It's like a very active, more of like a tornado destructive mm-hmm. kind of depression thing.
1: Well, and that's the thing they said about this internal hyperarousal thing is that sometimes your outside will not even look very crazy, quote unquote, whatever, because- I, that's how it manifests for me a lot was I would just be so overwhelmed by options and thoughts and things and going mm-hmm. on that I wouldn't do anything. Yeah. And so you look very still and even it can manifest as like depression and stuff yeah. like that. You just can't do anything because you're just so overwhelmed. Your brain's active. in
5: hyperdrive. Yeah.
1: Um, There's a thing they say, I think, uh, I think on some autism spectrum stuff is like that too. They think they actually like feel so much and uh, and people with ADHD, I read this about like, you feel so much of what's going on that you, um, That you just freeze up. You can't like say, you know, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and I don't know, I think, what was the question about, like, just She's, dealing with how uncomfortable that is? Yeah,
5: and I think one of the things you, you everybody has a different, I so Han, when Hannah Hart was on the podcast, she also has ADHD, and we were talking about how it manifests itself in different people. Like, mm-hmm. for her, hers was, like, her ADHD brain would tell her that she was lazy, and that was, like, the self-loathing part. And right. mine would tell me that I was stupid. And so you have to figure out what it is that ADHD is making, whatever that side of your brain is. Is making whatever that's telling you. Is it telling you that well, you're stupid? Okay. Is it telling you yes. that?
1: This is fucking huge. Th- that's mm-hmm. what it was. Because you said the shame thing. I, yeah. The touch that. There's a really good book I was reading recently. I wish I could remember the title of it, but it's about ADHD and marriage. But it was like about ADHD and romantic relationships, mm-hmm. and it was so fucking useful to read. Uh, I did a book on tape. There's these library apps. You can just get your local <laughs> library. It's not. It's um, it's your local. It's free, and no. there's like audio. It's amazing. It's um Overdrive or Libby. Uh. Anyway, local libraries. They're amazing. Use them. But, um, this book, one of the most profound things through that. And there's a woman named, I think it's how to ADHD or something like that. She's got a YouTube channel and she talks about it a lot. Um, if you start looking at it, you realize a lot of the things that are ADHD problems, we consider moral failings. Completely. So you have a partner who's like, why don't you ever fucking ask me about my day? Why don't you care about me? And you're like, no, 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 I do. It just, I'm so sorry. It never occurs to me. I don't, I'm so overwhelmed by, and so things like that or lazy. That's Mm -hmm. a good one too. I feel that all the time. Why are you so fucking lazy? Why don't you figure shit out? I would always have this tape in my head, about why are you such a piece of shit? You know? And, like realizing like, why can't you just, you have all the thoughts, you have the ability, just fucking do it. Just do it. You're taught in our culture that that's just, that's just you being lazy. That's Mm -hmm. you like not doing the work and not doing your puritanical job of like grindstone every day. But when you realize it's not a moral failing, so many of these things are because literally you have a dopamine receptor that works different than other people that it's 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 really I think important to be able to remove shame from a physical mechanism. Yeah. If you had like half of a foot that required you to have prosthetic things so that you could run at a in a in a normal gait, you wouldn't think you had fucked up like morally. No, totally. You wouldn't think like oh, just think harder and then <laughs> grow a foot. Your tendon's gonna work. Yeah. You know.
5: No, I I really I very much agree with that. I think you need to figure out what the pin, where where that's stemming from for you and then vocalize it, whether it's talking to your friends or your parents. Like my friends know that that's the thing for me. It's like my issue of like feeling like I'm an idiot. And my friends, if I'm ever even just like not talking about it or getting down about it, my friends will just like throw in random, be like, gosh, that thing you did the other day, like that's so innovative. And I would have never thought about it like that. And things that in my Mm -hmm. head, like I did such a hard time giving, I used to like consider myself, I was like, oh, I was just like scrappy. Like I wasn't smart but I would like find a way to like MacGyver my way to do all these things. And then like, as I got to be an adult and I would have people like comment on that in a positive way, being like, wow, that's so innovative, something I never would have thought Mm of. But I will also say, again, I think it sounds like you've gone to a psychiatrist and it's not self diagnosed, um, or you've gone to a therapist or something. I would, I would feel bad not suggesting medication because for me, that's was like incredibly helpful Mm -hmm. in, find in, in me being able to feel competent. And that's, I think like the yeah. hardest thing is you just feel like you're, everybody else has been running for like, everyone got a head start, and you're kind of like catching up. And yeah. I don't think there's any embarrassment with it, with the people that you meet and stuff. I honestly wouldn't even tell I, most people like that know me well, no, but other people, I mean the internet, but I mean, like if I'm on set or something and I need to like go grab an Adderall because I'm like oh cool I have to take one I've got I this is this is the time of day I
1: have reminders I, on my phone yeah so yeah. I would
5: have one um one of like the PA guys who knew and I would ask him because I didn't want to tell everybody because also once you go to college everybody's like cool can I buy some like can I have this <laughs> yeah. I'm like I can't function you fuckers like no so I think you don't have to tell people it's also something like even Ace one of my best friends Ace like she didn't know Until later on. And then she was like, oh, this makes sense. But she wasn't not friends with me before that. It wasn't Mm -hmm. like it was a precursor that she needed to know to be friends with me of being like, oh, fair warning, she's got ADHD. It like later on, she was like, oh, no, yeah, no, it like made sense when you told me, but it does, it doesn't affect how I see you. But she's like, it can help me help you doing things. I
1: think it's helpful to realize like there's a reason we're all different. Like there's all different kinds of people that like, you have a place even if you're like this idea that we're trying to create some like homogenous human experience and like, that's good is so silly. Like what you said about like the, no one would have thought to figure it out that way to make it that way. Like, I think it's important if you have a, a brain that's shaped different or that works different it's important to not like wish that you had a different one and to go mm-hmm. like, well, my brain does allow me to, you're very good in crisis. You're very good in situations where there's like a, a million different inputs at one time and you need to navigate all of them and make it happen. And just because you're like, I I had this thing uh, for, before I learned any of this about myself, I just knew I called it my pop fly rule, this like pop fly paradox where like, if they, they would stick me in the outfield, cause I wasn't a very good athlete as a kid. And that's where you stick kids who aren't very good athletes. But I, I would be able to see this ball coming that was the easiest thing in the world to catch you'd watch it coming towards you high fly and pop fly whatever and I would miss it every time because I have too much time to think about it and go like oh I'm gonna and Uh that's my ADD brain if they put me in the midfield or like a shortstop or something like that infield I would just like a ball like line drive comes to your head and you just go "Uh, uh, uh," and throw it and realizing later that like the thing that you feel shame about like not being standard or whatever Mm -hmm. or fitting into the social mores and norms of your world like you, you just got to let yourself throw it out and realize like you have strengths and weaknesses, just like everybody. And there really is like a piece in the puzzle of this blanket of people mm-hmm. that, that works for you. Yeah. You know,
5: time for a break guys. Cool. um Listen to some ads and we will be back. Sup. Guys, it's Hi, me. Megan. Hello. <laughs>
6: Good
5: God, you scared me. Oh, guys. Wow. Look, it's us. We're here. And as you can tell by our informalness, this is not an ad that's being paid for by
0: anybody. Nope. <laughs> Just by your time.
5: Just by your time. Your ear holes. So don't skip it because we'll know. We actually won't know if no. you skip the ad, but I like the the imminent threat of mm-hmm. feeling like we'll know um who knows what
0: we'll say it's just
5: true you guys you <laughs> might not there might be a giveaway there's yeah. not a giveaway but there yeah. might be something exciting that you'll miss a new inside joke perhaps how pretty is our website
0: it's so cute
5: it's so cute oh Hello. my god jared's Jared. here we're recording an ad you can come in it's okay it's an informal ad it's yeah. an ad for ourselves yeah
0: we're just talking we're self-promoting
5: yeah good how are you um yeah guys we have our website don't blame Show it got a facelift it It got some botox Mm -hmm. maybe some filler she's
0: looking real good she's
5: good she got a facial and a spray tan she's living her best like pre-coachella life yeah so uh, check her out um, there. You can find all the episodes. You can find some of our favorite episodes that are featured. You can see some real cute pictures of Melissa and I. Yeah. You can see Melissa's bio, which is clearly very professional in mine, which was clearly written by me at 2 a.m., <laughs> where I say nothing about myself and I just say that I like Zodiac memes.
0: Yeah. That's, and go buy your book.
5: Yeah. That's all I do. That's all I do is self-promo and look at Zodiac memes. Um, so yeah. And guys, we now have an Instagram because we're thoughty. Just follow it. There's all these pics of Melissa and I just like butts on. Left cheek, right (laughs) cheek.
8: Left cheek, right (laughs) cheek.
5: Uh, No, it's not butts. No, not at all. uh, It's behind the scenes of the podcast. We also have updates for when we have episodes out and videos out. So if you are ever curious and wondering like, hey, when when's the video of this episode out? Guess what? You can find it on the Instagram and some BTS content. Hopefully, by now, there will be um, a photo of me punching Mel.
0: Yeah, it should be.
5: It should be there.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah. So um, if you guys don't understand that inside joke, you clearly are not a good fan. Right. Or you clearly skip the ad, which also means you're a bad fan. Right. A ban. <laughs> <laughs> you're a ban. <laughs> a bad fan. Uh, and, um, guys, also, iTunes. Give us some love on iTunes. We love
0: it. We love reading the comments. We do.
5: We love, we we can suck our own dicks, but it's also good when you guys suck Mm -hmm. our dicks. (laughs) Who doesn't love that? Um, So guys, yeah, that's, uh, it's time to go back to the episode. Enjoy hearing more of me and Melissa talking about other things. Probably more dick sucking. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. Bye. Guys, we are back from the break. Shall we hop into questions?
7: Let's go. Great. Hey, Megan, I'm trans and my last gender reassignment surgeries are coming up. So I've been thinking about getting back into dating again and I'm very insecure about my height. Uh, Women always seem to say that they want somebody who is like 5'10 or 6 feet tall and I'm only five foot eight. So I was wondering if that is just something that's, I don't know what people say and isn't really that important to them anyways, or if it's really that important that guys are tall and (laughs) that I'm fucked. So, um, yeah.
5: Oh, that's so funny. Uh You're not fucked, but you'll get fucked. Don't worry.
7: You will get
1: fucked for sure.
5: Yeah. It, it's... So person to person what you're attracted to, but also like I used to say I was old bringing it back to me as I always do. Um, but I used to be like, I, I'm, I'm like my criteria is the guy that needs to be over 6'3 and like work in finance. Finally found a guy <laughs> who fit fit that. He was the fucking worst. Yeah, it and sounds I was like,
1: like, you sound like a great guy. That's he, like a really fun guy he, just he, on the surface.
5: Yeah, but like, and he was terrible. So I think sometimes like, I think some, some people can have those unrealistic like mm-hmm. criteria and then they're going to meet somebody with that and it's not going to matter. And also everybody's different heights like I'm five if any casting directors are listening I am five seven if you mean me in real life, I'm closer between 5'8", five, 5'9". Five oh, you,
1: oh, you cheat it down. Oh, always. That's so funny. I'm usually like 5'10". Because that, that's what, I that's what guys 10, do. But yeah. then I'll be like, you know, six 5'11", in heels. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I went into some, a yeah.
5: chemistry read the other Awful. day, and I looked up the actor who had already been cast, his height, and I was like, ah, oh, he's going to be lying. And then I was like, and I've definitely lied oh, in my yeah. first audition. And so I walked in, I was like, we are the same height. <laughs> um, Man,
1: that shit's but, so funny. This, this, this idea, I, it's a whole, it's a funny, there's like, it gives me a million thoughts really quick as a sidebar. Mm -hmm. That thing about like making about me, I I had, I read like a tweet recently that was, I do that same thing. Whenever somebody tells me something, especially if it's like an advice thing or they're going through something, my instinct is always going, is to go like, this is an experience I've had that's like that. And this is what happened to me. In my brain, I'm like. I want to reach into my bag of experiences, empathize with you and give you some context so you don't feel alone. And so just to help or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I've realized I have to mitigate that because y- some people it's like, that's not good listening. Like you're making no, it totally. about you, but I, but you like, kind of figure out because
5: well, I, think, I find the same way of being like, I want to, I, I always want to qualify what I'm going to say. And I don't, I want to give right. it some backbone of being like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is something like, obviously not the same, but this is kind of like my experience with yeah. something in a lane similar. So I would just say it just fully depends on the person, like complete, like my friend. So my friends, I'm taller than most of my friends and my friends, write. God, excuse me, guys. So I can't yeah. drink bubbly beverages. Oh my God. There's another. Whew, so many. <laughs> I don't like the feeling Get of ripping. Carve them out. Um, but so I my my what my best friend is um she fucking she's like five two ish, maybe five three-ish. And anytime I'd be, she'd like be talking about the guy that she was seeing and she's like, yeah, he's like super cute. Like he's like he's Sydney tall, but if I pictured you two next to each other, he might be taller or shorter than you, I don't know. But
0: like everything's so
5: relative
0: yeah. or yeah.
1: like even swiping Having like so- I mean I'm
0: 5 almost 1. So yeah. like it doesn't matter to me it, at
1: all. Like uh oh my god there's a million things about this cuz this is a weird One, it is a weird, like, last bastion of acceptable, like, body shaming or something like that that everyone agrees. Everyone can be like, I only date guys who are over Mm 5'10". If you were like, I only date women under 120 pounds, you'd be like, what? What the fuck's wrong with you? So, first of all, that is kind of weird. Whatever. I don't think it's unjustified in the sense like like I always think of like universal justice of like yin yang stuff that mm-hmm. I'm like well patriarchy is really like beating the shit out of women in most ways so I don't think it's like a big deal to go like it should be equal <laughs> like you know what I mean
5: I think it also depends because like my boyfriend is more uncomfortable when I'm taller than him than if I'm wearing heels he's taller than me when I'm not wearing heels he's more uncomfortable when I'm taller than him than I am about it well so this this, it this totally depends. does it
1: totally depends I think it does get into that thing of like we were talking about earlier about feelings can't really be right or wrong they just are Mm -hmm. so especially when you get into like bedroom stuff and like sexy feeling stuff it's like you can't it's not like you can politically correctify your weird sex drive feelings like you're gonna like what you like people are gonna like what they like i'd say broadly speaking like whether or not someone wants to fuck you has nothing really like mm, not as much to do with your physicality as you think it does. It has much more to do with how funny are you, how, like, cool are you to be around, how, like, much do you just connect in a way that you can't explain. Like, you know what I mean? That also being said... I think we put a little too much weird shame on like, especially when you're young, especially when you're like, you only going to live like one life. Even if you get reincarnated, you're only going to live one life as this consciousness. Yeah. The idea that you'd want to like try on different types of people on totally superficial reasons, I don't think should be like shamed so much. Yeah. But like that means you should also take it in stride the other way. Like it shouldn't have as much meaning to you. If somebody's like, I only date people who are taller than you. You're like, all right, well that's on you. You know what I mean?
5: Well, and also if that's, there's, in no way, if somebody's not interested in you, it's never going to be the heights, not going to be like what stops them. Completely. Like if they're into you, they're going to be into you. And if they're not, it has nothing to do with your height. It's maybe they just don't see you romantically like that. And you might manifest that in like, oh, they only date tall guys. But it might just be like you're not their type in a like intellectual sense, you just don't have that kind of like clickingness and that spark that that person's looking for. And I would also say, I can't even tell you the amount of people and guys that I know that are like between five, eight and five, nine and are dating girls that are shorter than them and taller than them. Like so many of my guy friends are dating girls who are, I think almost majority of my guy friends are dating girls that are taller than them and nobody cares. And I think if anybody cares Mhm. It's just it's it's it, I totally understand that insecurity. I used to feel really insecure about being a tall girl because as opposed to thinking I never thought of like oh guys should all be really tall because I grew up with girls who were all super petite and really short. So I was the odd one out. Right. It wasn't like it was a bunch of tall guys and then one short guy. It was a bunch of short girls and then me. So I always wished that I was shorter and I always really cared about it so much more. So then me wanting to date a taller guy was more about my insecurity with my height compared Compared to other women Mm -hmm. and it was I think that's usually what the most comparison and the feeling inadequate is within your own gender as opposed Mm. to like how I'm being perceived to men it was like how I feel I've always felt so much taller and bigger than all of my other female friends and it's so much more about confidence and like that's hot like that's sexy like there are so many guys that I went to school with who if I showed someone a picture you wouldn't be like oh yeah like they're traditionally attractive I'm like but no if you knew them like mm-hmm. they're not hard but like like they're not hot they're not tall but like they pull bitches like oh, they have yeah. like the panty dropper personality <laughs> and that's I think so much more important is the confidence it's mm-hmm. that's what people find that's the inexplicable thing that people find super attractive and something that doesn't fade and makes people maintain interest in you and really like mm-hmm. be invested in you as opposed like a guy or a girl that's like a certain height or a certain hair color or whatever that might be like your automatic thing that you usually are like oh cool yes swipe right but that doesn't go anything past that like it doesn't yes yeah, yeah, do self possession
1: especially you know what it, you know you know that thing there's this thing they put it in movies all the time and TV all the time and sometimes it happens in your real life where someone goes who are you you know oh. and they like look at you in a way like they they're like you did something unexpected and they're like wait a minute and mm-hmm. it makes them double take if you can do that in real life if. If you can be someone, yeah, I'm sure sh- I'm a short man. And that's like not supposed to be somebody who's confident and owns their space and doesn't even think about their height. Mm-hmm. And then like that on top of a million other things, you just like, wait, you're, you're setting, you're like not supposed to be as comfortable as you yeah. are. There's, such, there's so much A, it's powerful mm-hmm. There's something about that person That becomes this question mark And always having mystery about yourself Like I think if it's a person you love too You should you should always They should always have some secrets That you never know <laughs> Like it's, it's like nice <laughs> it, it keeps them oh like God. Their own thing forever yeah. It's great But like So if you have secrets Or you have like Which can even be like Secret knowledge Like why are you so confident I also think being like Comfortable and confident In your own space Like is a, a boon To everybody around you Yeah You become an example Of like
5: it's in, it's infectious when you see somebody yes. who's like not worried about those things and is really confident that no matter you're not judging them as much as like you you're not judging them the way you judge yourself and you're just envious of that confidence and that confidence that person already had to overcome the same self-loathing feelings that yeah. you have everybody has those yeah. and when you can shut that off and just give out that confident air of confidence like that's yeah. what that's what is detracts people yeah
1: and i think there's a version of that confidence that invites other people in and says oh no no you can have this exactly too. it's Being not like you i'm are.
5: the best you are the worst it's like no we're all fucking awesome like yes. we're all super hot go us yes yeah. the
1: sooner you can get over like mm-hmm. all that energy, exp- energy expenditure about like just how bad and wrong you are in the yeah. universe and go like no i'm just in the universe yeah. it's not bad or good
5: and if anyone like Live makes a life. comment being like, you're just not tall enough for me, just be like, okay, cool. Well, you're too tall for me. Yeah. Just oh. be like, well, you're too tall. Also like, like, you're too short? You're too tall then.
1: Thank you for telling me who you are. What a miserable, boring <laughs> thank fucking you for, person exactly. who's like, thank oh. Thank you for
5: not having me waste all of my time to know that you care so much about yeah. the height. I'll tell that. you
1: what. If somebody's like, if their deal breaker is like a, a certain amount of inches, you're bad at sex, okay? I'm just going to say that like <laughs> yeah. flat out. You're yeah. not <laughs> present. You're not here. You're not experiencing. Also, no one can
5: see sex know how tall you are when you're
9: fucking horizontal.
5: Absolutely. True. Come True. on, you're fine. <laughs>
9: yeah, you'll be good. You'll be good. Next one. So I started seeing this guy at the beginning of the summer. I'm 20, he's 21. And when we first started talking, I kind of told him that I'm very go with the flow. Um, I can be in a relationship. I can just hook up. It just, it whatever falls in my lap, whatever feels right, that's what's good to me. And so in the beginning, we just kind of kept it hooking up, getting to know each other. Very, very simple. And he expressed to me about a month, month and a half in that that wasn't all that he was looking for with me. Um, he did see a relationship in our future. He liked a lot of things about me and made it very clear that just hooking up wasn't what he was interested in. Um, And I was really flattered by that when he told me. um, I kind of switched my mindset um, up about him and um, ended up really liking him. Um, He's really different than the guys I normally date. I think that's why I like him so much. Um, However, this entire summer, he's been dealing with um, a lot of things. For instance, his mom has um, terminal terminally ill cancer um he also had an injury at work that was preventing him from working um making him not financially stable which I think made him a little bit insecure um with us and um so yeah a couple days ago I received a message from him um an, about an hour before we we're supposed to hang out, and he was basically telling me that all of this stuff in his life is making him not emotionally, um, physically available for a relationship right now, and um, I understood it, but I was just very confused because a couple of weeks ago when he was telling me he wanted a relationship, all of those things that he had been dealing with were already a factor in his life. He had already opened up to me about them. Didn't want to talk about them much, but I was definitely aware that he had a lot of things going on. Um, but he made it very clear to me that he did want a relationship. And so a couple weeks later, I'm just very, very confused why he's kind of starting to push me away. Um, he also doesn't really have a lot of close friends. So I worry that if he doesn't have me, he doesn't have an avenue to kind of express him his feelings and open up about certain things. And that makes me worry for him. Um, so right now I'm just kind of at a point where I'm very confused where to go from here because if he does want space, I totally want to respect that. But I also feel like he's pushing me away at a time where he really needs someone. And I want to be there for him, but I just don't know how because he is pushing me away. But I just I don't really know how to handle this situation. So any advice would help. Thank you. Thank you so much. I dramatic.
1: It's dramatic. It is dramatic. But it, like it's, it's also legitimately drama movie. dramatic. No, that's yeah. One, yeah, like, like a, a, lot like of a drama movie.
5: Not like hair flip right. drama. Sometimes
1: it's appropriate. Sometimes drama like this, is the like right a Meryl word. Street movie. Yeah. Like a sad this one. Heavy. This is a heavy one. Yeah. It's young too. She was saying they already were hooking up. Yeah. And okay. Well, yeah. Well, you want to go first?
5: Yeah. Um, I think my initial reaction here is again, you're great. I love you. Don't hate me. It's so not about you, and it's it's just not about you at all. And I think right now you're trying to make sense. You're trying to make logical sense of something, and trying to yeah, trying to make logical sense. Of the things that you're hearing from somebody who's like dealing with a lot of grief and dealing with something that they don't even really understand. They're, they're learning how to deal with it as it's happening. Right. So him saying that he wanted to have a relationship with you and all that stuff at that moment, he might've felt really okay to do that. And he might've felt competent and ready. And maybe there was a shift in your relationship and you guys were talking more and he was getting more invested in you and he was wanting to spend time with you. And maybe something he was spending less time with his mom or thinking about all this stuff about how he has a limited time with her and about how suddenly there was somebody who is going to be in his life, who is going to take up time from somebody that he's not going to get that time back with. Mm-hmm. That's and
1: very possible.
5: I don't, I, and I think as much as you're saying he doesn't have a lot of friends and he doesn't really talk to a lot of people about it. He doesn't want to talk with you about it. People grieve differently. And one of the hardest things, um, from, uh, that I've, I've had friends who have lost family members from th- a long time coming. And they have said that the hardest part was when they were still there, And you have, you're grieving somebody as they're still alive. And that becomes something that you can't really, there's no right way to grieve talking about it, not talking about it, like opening up to friends, not doing any of that. Mm -hmm. It's really his journey and what he needs. And the only thing that he needs from you is to hear what he's asking for and to just listen without prying and without prodding and then the last thing he needs right now is for you to be like, but I thought you said you wanted to be in a relationship and I thought this was what you wanted. And like, this is not, and I, who knows what's going to happen in time, but I think it's really mature of him to tell you, be like, you know what? Like now I'm really not ready for this and all that. And then just listen. And then you guys will figure it out from there, but he doesn't sound like a bad guy at all. He sounds like a guy who's going through a lot and has been super communicative with you and keeping you in the loop. So there's not something that you don't know. He's told you his feelings when he had them, his feelings changed for reasons that have nothing to pertain to you. And he told you again. So he's already being so much more communicative than so many people are. Yeah. That I think what you do is you're like, I hear you. I really care about you. Like, let me know if you need anything. Like I'm always here to listen, but there's not you can't help somebody unless they seek help from you. Like just your presence being there as much as you think if you were in that situation, it would really help to have somebody and a friend. That's not the case for everyone.
1: I I think you're just pretty spot on. I don't know. I I think it's like, (laughs) I mean, the fact the wherewithal to be 21 as a male and, and like have someone you're hooking up with and to go like, I just don't think I can do this for real right now. Is like, what a gift, what a nice person to do that. Uh, in terms of like, I want to, I was going to say like this thing about like, well, a week ago he said this and now he's saying this and blah, blah, blah. Is like, that's that thing where you're entering into the court of feelings again, like the court of like, well, what is right and what's not. Well, he said this and not this, I'm going to decode it. Even that alone gives you an answer. He's conflicted. He's confused. He doesn't really know what's going on. And the ability for him to actually say out of all of that, like, I just don't think I can do this right now is like the rightest thing. Mm -hmm. I I would almost feel like weirder if like he was like, yes, this is definitely it. Cause then you're his answer. Then like you're like the confusion. Cause sometimes I think I did this when I was younger, I would embrace a drama that made sense to me or was like an established kind of drama or like a romantic interest would become, that was my focus. If I figured that out or put my energy there, I would never have to deal with my own bullshit or my own family bullshit or whatever. Like, some people will do that, like they'll, yeah. you know, and, and make it way worse. Um, I think for what you do, I do think, especially, you know, this is a weird thing. Um, uh, this is not to get this extreme, but like, you know, when there were suicide things happening, and whenever a suicide happens of a public figure, a lot of people do this thing where they they start going like, please just reach out, please reach out if things are tough for you, and blah 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 blah. And I don't think that's funny because it's kind of like in in contrast to in regular life, we always say like, cut toxic people out of your life. I don't have time. I don't yeah. have to answer a phone from a problematic person, you know? So it's like sort of mixed signals there. The way I think to like correctly interact with somebody, especially if they said something you like this, cause it is possible. Some people don't, don't have the tools to say like, I really do need help. Yeah, I think there's nothing wrong with sending texts, you know, here and there being like, Hey, just uh, how's everything going with your fam? Yeah. And you know, and you know, let, let me know if you want to hang out. Do that. Feel free to do that. But don't put any sort of like, I think, stock or need or pressure for like a romantic or an answer or like, what are we? What are Mm -hmm. we doing?
5: Or expectations for like spending time with me and like the attention that... And also this sounds like a good guy who knows like, Uh, I want to put in the time and energy in a relationship that it deserves. And you are clearly the girl who deserves that. And he Mm -hmm. sees that and is like, I can't be that guy for you right now. And I'm not going to be the half-assed version of that guy. And so he's not, he's not committing to something that he knows that he's ultimately not going to be happy with how, how he's able to treat you. And I think exactly like you said, there's a way, there's a way to show your support without, asking for anything in return and yeah, I think- it just
1: has to be honest It has to be genuinely you just saying hey i'm here if you want a friend yeah but not as like a sneaky way to actually have a relationship no. or to be like why didn't he text me back i asked if he was okay maybe he's yeah like just just those those you know what i mean so, like you i mean you sound like a supportive thoughtful person that's probably very appealing in a time when you're yeah. feeling like really unsettled and the fact that he would have the ability to go like, but it doesn't seem appropriate or whatever yeah. it is is like a real gift. That's a really like thoughtful person.
5: Okay, is it producer's corner time? It is. is. This this is what is this?
1: This is when you have like a really good one, right? Is that what this one depends? Is? Yeah. It depends. Oh, it, depends. Yeah. Oh, it can be
5: her favorite. It can be somebody who has advice pertaining to one of the other calls we gave advice on. Right, right. They've got some better or personal experience usually. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then sometimes it's a callback update for somebody. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Last time I think it was an update. It was an update? Yeah.
0: So this is someone calling with uh, some similar experiences from the episode with Brie Esrick. Um, <gasps> oh, That was a Brie. juicy one. It was. But this is um, the caller that her uh, boyfriend was extroverted and mm. um, she was introverted and didn't know how to go about yeah. going into social uh, Wasn't this social one who situation. was texting
5: his friends? Yeah, you are. What crit. happened? His friends. She like went through his phone, which she was like, "I'm so sorry." And I was like, "Dude, it's fine. You can go through his phone." Feed. Do you think that? I think if you, I think that if you want to go through someone's phone, there's a reason why you want to go through their phone, oh, and you're gonna find it. I
1: well, that's so funny because I say the same thing. Yeah. I was like, if you're looking for something, you're gonna find. You're it. gonna find
5: what you're looking for. But my
1: point is like, I don't. I think you'll find it. No matter. meaning like it can be a harmless exchange with somebody that you don't trust or whatever. It Can be like, haha, I'm friends with this person's yeah. girl, and you'll be like, oh, like. I just don't think there's any way that results in you not being in pain. No, no, but I think phone. if you're,
5: but you're, if you're looking through someone's phone, you're already in pain. That's what I mean. Like you don't I, go, you yes, don't innocently just, go through. I, someone's yes, phone. I'm just saying.
1: I, I disagree. I'm on the other side of the fence of like, so don't do it. Like oh, well, I, I don't think you're gonna get like I think people need that private space to talk how they talk. No, you're never gonna look at it. Blah 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 blah, and that like that I I think that exists. That's how I yeah. feel. You know, NSA. You know, I don't want to tap my phone.
0: Yeah, you might just be venting for one. Oh, but that thing completely. Then, I think if you're, it's not the same. It's not how that, you right. feel all the time. Why would you be looking? That's my thing. I, I think if you're looking
5: at something that you've been stewing on for more than just a minute, it's not like oh my girlfriend's be, like oh I can't. She's being kind well, of well like no because
1: I think it, because I think it would be easier to be like oh like let's say the simplest one right is like he's cheating or like or there's somebody else he likes or something yeah. like that and that's why he's being so cold to me he met somebody else and that's what it is and blah blah blah. because it's easier to say that that's the reason than go like well what's what am i doing like why am, i'm unhappy in this relationship we're unhappy i'm not a fun <laughs> cool person to be around because i'm not dealing with my own thing you know what i mean like it's it gives you a reason to externalize your problems I, instead of just like dealing with whatever i would also in front say i
5: don't know any girl who's been like my boyfriend's being if the only time I've had friends and only time I've ever looked through a boyfriend's phone wasn't like, oh, what's wrong? It was like, no, there have been hints, like, I can tell that you are lying about something. It's usually that. It's less about, like, oh, you've been distant. It's like you catch somebody in one lie, and then you go through their phone. I
1: have been in the situation and I've had close male friends in the situation where they're being accused of cheating like, incessantly, when they're doing nothing of the sort. Yeah. And it gives you to the place, and like, there'll be things they'll find, like, this must be this, because you're friendly with this girl whatever and you just end up being like i might as well just start cheating because i'm getting punished <laughs> I'm for it anyway being, yeah. and so that feeling of like you'll mm-hmm. find what you're looking for is like there will always be something to like fuel the fires of whatever insecurity you are yeah having. but that's
5: usually comes from a past relationship behind every crazy girl is the guy who made her that way
1: do you think that
5: i genuinely i genu- or just a
1: dad that made you that no, way. no it's anyone anyone any yeah. any person
5: no. in your life that's like the Completely. pinterest cliche phrase but no i think post different relationships and stuff. Like I started relationships like there I've been in, I've gotten like m- some relationships I've been in where I like wasn't jealous at all, and then I grow to be jealous, yeah. and I grow to be crazy, and then I'll start a new relationship, and I'm not like that I, at all, and right. then there's all these things that I'm like, oh, this reminds me of this boyfriend who did this to me, and so now this is how, like, my that's what, wait, thinking what like
1: that. What well, behind every crazy girl? is A, a like, guy who made her that way. Love, that's like the Pinterest the, I quote. I love those like, uh, toxic heteronormative. Oh. The, the guy version of that, the other side of that, I think, is the one that's like, no matter how hot a girl is, there's some guy out there tired of her bullshit. Oh, so God. Cool. And I think uh, like that's those are just fun like yeah, things no, to just be like, like hey, you know, horrible. I mean horrible like yeah. toxic disclaimer, but very you know, very very funny. terrible. Anyway, so that's funny. I'm, yeah. I just, I mean you know what I mean. But that's no, what yeah. I'm saying is like you but might give a reason. We're, we're but, both
5: on the other side. I'm the girl who's found shit, and then you were the guy who's like, well, I, you didn't find anything. Okay,
1: yes, and I will say on me the thing that's bad would be like if you are in that situation where you're getting accused of stuff all the time, that's not true. Or like, they think things like you're friendly with somebody. They're like, why are you flirting? You end up, you end up, I end up creating like little dishonesties where I'm like, okay, well I'll just put it through the filter of like what it means to you. That can end up being like, um, yeah, we're just friends, even though we like slept together or something like that at some point, because like it didn't mean anything to me. I don't yeah. think, So I'm just going to tell you we're just friends because to you it'll think like we're an old flame. Exactly. And that's like not good either. Yeah. So as long as like honest, just honesty, always and then let people sort out for themselves what it means and try to communicate. But I also think let people have secrets. Don't go dig to their phone. They need private space. That's yeah. me.
5: You'll find things you don't want to find. You will
1: find things you don't you want will. to
0: find.
5: You very much will. Okay. (laughs) Speaking
8: of that. Anyway, Well, this this is someone that's
0: had like similar experience, but from a different perspective.
8: Hi, Megan. I'm responding to the Don't Blame Me episode 36 um, about the girl who had an extroverted boyfriend and she was an introvert. Um, So I am like in the opposite position. So I'm the extrovert in my relationship and my boyfriend is an introvert. Um, He... And I have been dating for over three years now. And, yeah, we, like, early on, because I knew that he was an introvert, we kind of worked out what the boundaries were. Um, And so, basically, I really liked going to parties and going to gigs with my friends, but I also knew that he would be uncomfortable. So, like, early on, I would invite him to gigs that my friends were playing in their bands. And um, he was always like, oh, I don't really know. And I said to him, look, like... Let's go for a couple songs. I at least want to like, see them play one or two songs, and then we can go straight after that or if you really need to go, like, we can have a code word and you can say that and we'll go. Um, And so we'd be hanging out and stuff and, yeah, he would say the code word and I'd be like, cool, let's go. And often I'd only get to listen to maybe one or two songs if I was lucky. But that was totally fine, you know, because I'd invited him out and I needed to respect his boundaries. And so if I was going to do that, I also needed to be prepared to have to leave earlier than I might want to. But also in saying that you know if there were gigs that i really wanted to stay for the whole thing then i would just you know invite another friend of mine who was extroverted and would enjoy being at that and he was totally fine with me going like there was never that issue of him being like oh like you're always going out without me because you know he didn't necessarily enjoy that but he knew i didn't didn't want to stop me so i think just having that open dialogue and like Um, I find something as well that helps is planning stuff at home. So um, I find that he likes it when we invite a small group of friends, like four or five friends over for like a board game night or something. And I get my social interaction from that. Um, But he doesn't get too overwhelmed because he's kind of, he's at home and he's in control and he can kind of know what's going to happen and know who's going to be there. Um, And I think that really helps as well when he's in a place that he's comfortable and he's kind of helped organize it. So maybe give that a go. But yeah, I think definitely just having that open dialogue and just making sure you're both comfortable and that you know when you want to do something that the other's not comfortable with that you may need to compromise and being okay with that so yeah i i hope everything works out bye oh it's lovely
1: i mean that's healthy as fuck i yeah. mean, like, that's, that's like, very healthy great
5: <laughs> i think that's a good uh, there, we, we we talked about in the episode about how there's rarely a time where you'll two people will date who are the exact same level of social
1: right where it's like everybody 100%. kind of
5: falls onto like the um oh, I enjoy these kind of social social situations more than this and this and this and as long as you guys are both respectful of each other's boundaries yeah i mean it's hard, i'm the antisocial one or i've also learned that antisocial is like a serial killer thing that you can't you're not supposed to say that really? used to be anti uh antisocial like the definition it's uh-huh. like um I, I so yeah, steep. like, like, like a, a, got it. So you know what I mean like, like
1: it's, uh anti like I know what you mean. Yeah, like you yeah. are like
5: you just, like, you, you don't not, have, like, empathy. Like, you don't right. have, like, a sense of. You're not of,
1: part of, like, any kind of societal connection. Yeah, like, and it's something
5: it. that they will diagnose, like, serial killers, like, antisocial watching, uh, disorder. I was watching
1: some BBC show about these these people who live in Alaska. Like, hmm? they're, it's, like, individual people who, like, live, like, up at the Arctic Circle. And some of those people, you're like, they're antisocial. <laughs> like, they really want to be alone yeah, in a yeah. cabin living off the land no, totally. with no one for I, hundreds I'm- of I is that yes? But you're not yeah. like that. You're just like yeah. <laughs>
0: There's like antisocial and then antisocial
1: personality disorder.
0: Oh, okay, great, cool, that's yeah, awesome. So I can still
1: yeah, say okay. I'm antisocial yeah.
0: without being like
5: I killed. Also colloquial,
1: yeah. you know, you yeah. get it. I don't yeah. know. yeah, Slime, so, yeah some, some things is like if you make sounds and syllables with mm-hmm. your breath and your mouth, and I know what they mean, then yeah, great. We've, we've all communicated. All amazing language.
5: Um. But yeah. So I. <laughs> I think. uh yeah, I think everybody's got the relationship trade-offs and yeah. I think
1: like the sooner you like the the best relationships I witness and that I've been a part of are when you really are individual people yeah. who like like to spend time together and a lot. Like,
7: mm-hmm.
1: you know, that not being like when I was younger, I think like, I really wanted my relationships to match up, like we having hobbies that were similar, oh, things, yeah. just all kinds of stuff. You know, we spend all this time, blah, blah. And then It's uh, too much
5: time to spend together. Too much
1: time. Too mm-hmm. much too time. Much. You
5: got to keep those secrets.
1: I think shared <laughs> you got to keep those secrets. I really do believe that. <laughs> I also think like, um I do think like if you are very busy people who like it's hard to see each other, sometimes then it's nice to have like little hobbies in common because like, it's an ex, it's a thing to do together. Yeah, like
5: but you can start those things to do. like. Yeah, you can. You don't yeah. have. It doesn't be like individual interests that you both happen to share and then want to totally do together. Yeah.
1: yeah. The the thing about like, I think it's so healthy to be like someone likes to go to concerts and you don't and they go to concerts with their friends and stay home. Fine. It's great.
5: I hope that girl who had originally called in, I hope that situation's doing better with your boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And if it's not, as you can hear from, you've heard on one episode of us saying it, you've heard the callback and us saying it again, that you shouldn't ever be with somebody who's trying to pressure you to do something you're uncomfortable with. Okay guys, that's our episode. Great. Oh my gosh. Well, Jarrett, where can people find you and where can people listen to your podcast? Oh yeah, thank
1: you. Um uh you find me at Jarrett underscore sleeper on Instagram is like the really the only social media left that I like care about it all. I think like Instagram <laughs> good time. is the rest it of it. So, whatever. It's good. Um, and then, um, uh, but I do this podcast called my good, bad brain, which was, uh, in the, in ugh, the wake of realizing I had ADHD, realizing it took me till I was 32 to actually go see a doctor about it. Despite mm-hmm. thinking of myself as a very like woo woo, you know, thoughtful person. I started this podcast about uh, just talking to people like you or, mm-hmm. you know, random people or just myself about our, you know, I think everyone's authority on your own experience, what your brain does to you, why it's good and why it's bad and yeah. the sort of mental health stuff you struggle with. So check that out. It's iTunes, it's all over the place or patreon.com slash mygoodbadbrain. You can find it there too. Just search my good, bad brain. You'll find it. It's ooh, fun. Ooh. I'm yeah. going to
5: be a guest one soon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Sometimes it's uh, with guests and we just talk about that. Like mm-hmm. they're, it's very existential. It's kind of just freewheeling talky stuff. Like I always like those podcasts that just like talk for like, like, you mm-hmm. know, you don't even have to pay attention always. you like yeah. listen for a few hours. Uh, <laughs> Five hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean like a little bit. I literally <laughs> was like, Joe Rogan is like this huge popular podcast. People just talk for three hours on there. And nobody. Well, and I was like, and I kind of like that. Yeah. Um, so it's like that sometimes. And then sometimes I call them brain breathers where it's literally just me. Like noodling about my week and what my brain's been doing to me, and mm. you know, you may find some value in that.
5: Oh hell yeah! <laughs> Try it out. Uh, and if you guys want to follow Melissa and I, our socials are down below, along with the uh, website. Don't blame me. Show guys, mm-hmm. check it out. Figure out where to listen to it. If you're already listening to it on iTunes, hey, leave a review and subscribe. And if you're watching on YouTube and you haven't subscribed on the Apple Podcast app, go do that you want to watch it again, just want to ingest it twice. There are some people who've been saying that they listen to it and then they watch it. Oh, nice. Um, And uh, if you guys have a, if you're a previous caller who has had a callback... Or you if previous caller who's continued to like live your life and maybe you've done some of the stuff or the advice that we gave, we would love to hear an update from you. Or if you just have like a, you know, maybe, maybe it was about a breakup and then you got a new boyfriend. Mm-hmm. It's just like we'd love to know. So give us a call at yeah. 310-694-0976. And also you can give us a call if you need advice on anything in your life. Maybe you have some commentary on some of the advice that we gave in this episode or a previous one that you'd like us to include. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Oh, we have an Instagram. Follow us. Don't blame me. Oh, Sorry.
0: <laughs> it's in the notes too. <laughs> it's in the notes.
5: Don't blah meme pod. Okay. Bye guys. Don't Blame Me is a production by me, produced, directed, and edited by Melissa Demons. Post-production sound by Chris Henry, production assistant Julie Carly, and music by Giacomo Picasso and Ryan Hunter. I'll see you guys next week. And don't blame me if your life, you know, completely fucks up before then. <laughs>
9: oh.
2: Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well...